0: Hello, good human, and welcome to part two of our money chat on The Sunshine Project. My name is Chloe. I am your host, and I love bringing a little bit of sunshine into your ears and your life, especially the places that can feel a little bit gloomy and a little bit grim. On Monday, we spoke about how to bring money into your life. So we spoke about incoming money. We did a beautiful mindful moment around money, and I shared a million different tips and tricks on how to bring more money in, I suppose. And today, we are going to be talking about outgoing money. So how to figure out where it's going, how to stem the flow, and how to be okay with it when it does go and How to wave it fondly goodbye if there's such a thing. I'm going to get straight into it because I am ready to chew your ear off. This week, do you want a cup of tea, coffee, soup? I don't understand why we don't serve soup in teapots, honestly. I feel like teapots keep it nice and warm and you can pour yourself more if you'd like to. Maybe that's another business idea. Anyway, I worked at a candle store many moons ago and they had a sign on the door that said, remember, a dollar earned is 80 cents earned, but a dollar saved is a dollar saved. The entire time I worked there, I was hit with a rush of confusion every single time I saw it. I honestly thought the owner of the company just didn't know how to do math very well because what do you mean a dollar earned is 80 cents earned? But after owning my business for a while, I get it. Once you factor in things like taxes and overheads and keeping the lights on and blah, blah, blah. Every time you make a dollar, no matter where you work, no matter what you do, whether it's mowing lawns or selling on Depop or a full-time job, you're not really taking home that full dollar which sounds a little bit depressing in this context, but it's not because the second part of that is a dollar saved is a dollar saved. Now, I'm not a financial whiz. Despite the fact that a TikTok video I made a couple of years ago has been pulled and published in multiple languages all over the world with the heading, I'm a financial whiz, I'll tell you what that was about later in this episode, but it's hard to ignore the fact that when it feels like our money's going down quite quickly, it can sometimes be easier to put the brakes on that downflow rather than it is to build up the upflow. So these are the things you and I are going to do together just to make sure that we're across all of our financial outgoings. The first is subscriptions. Holy dooly. How many times have you signed up for subscription services, especially things like apps or streaming platforms, and you've told yourself that you'll cancel before they start actually taking money out of your account, and before you know it, that seven-day trial has turned into 362 days of paying $15 a month for something that you've looked at about twice. Now, this sounds pretty extreme, and it might be a little bit controversial, But because we're serious about feeling safe and happy and comfortable in our financial state, what we're going to do is cancel all of our subscriptions. Yes, this is a pain in the butt. It just is. I'm sorry to do this to you. But it's also really effective. You're going to go through your app store subscriptions. You're going to go through your PayPal subscriptions. You're going to go through your bank statements and you're going to see what's coming out on a regular basis. Cancel, cancel, cancel unless they're things like your mortgage repayments or your rent, in which case, please don't cancel those. But anything that's just a bit fluffy and fun, cancel. The only things we're not gonna cancel is anything that sends you a message and says, hey, we'll actually give you X percent off. Maybe it's 20, maybe it's 50, maybe it's two months free if you don't cancel our service right now. And the only reason that we're gonna select I actually want to stay is if you know that you're about to resubscribe. Because the next thing that we're going to do is go through and resubscribe to the three or four or five things that you know you use all the time. I'm going to use Spotify every day. I'm going to use Netflix every day. I might have just made myself a tidy little saving by telling them that I'm not, but I don't want to have to re-sign up when I'm desperately waiting to watch the next season of Selling Sunset. Other than that, resubscribe when you use it. If you open the app and it tells you you need to pay to access the service, then sure, pay. But you'll probably save $10 or $15 or $200 a month just by not paying automatically for things that you don't use. It's going to take you like two seconds to resubscribe to everything if you need to. And all of a sudden, you've got a blank slate to start wherever you want to from. Number two on our outgoings list is quite similar. We're going to do a contract audit. Yes, this sounds more boring than the first one because it is, but I just want you to take, again, maybe another hour or so and have a look at everything that you're signed up to. You're not going to cancel it all. You're just going to take stock of where you're at. I don't mean to do a personal attack, but if you have been paying for a gym membership that you are not using, you do not have to do that. Have a look at the exit fee, see if it's worth paying, Ask them if you can sell the membership onto someone. Maybe that's worth doing instead. But please do not pay for things because you, A, are too scared to cancel them. We've all seen that episode of Friends. Or B, feel like you should use it because there's heaps of things you can spend your money on that you should be doing. And we're not doing that today. Then look at things like phone and internet, general bills, insurance, and just make sure that what you're paying for is what you use. If you're paying for unlimited internet every month and you can see that you're only using 50 gigabytes, then you could probably save $30 or $40 a month just by dropping down to what you actually need. Another quick recommendation that helped me with my financial literacy is the Barefoot Investor you've probably read this or been gifted it or had it suggested to you by well-meaning older relatives and look it is a good book I recommend listening to it as an audiobook if taking in lots of information straight off the page is not for you but the author Scott Pape goes more deeply into how to negotiate and renegotiate things like contracts and insurance and all of that good stuff and again he is qualified to do so so I'm gonna leave that to him All right, we're onto the fun stuff and I promise this is more fun. The first two points do feel a little bit clickbaity on the fun front, but we're here now. Buy things secondhand. It is the best thing ever. And I feel like similarly to welfare, a lot of us were raised with the idea that buying things secondhand means looking really daggy or not having enough or kind of showing where you're at financially on your clothes or your school bag or whatever that may be. Secondhand things do not equal hand-me-downs and even if they do, that's still a vibe, I found that buying secondhand things like furniture or clothes or shoes can mean that you end up with goods that are of a really high quality. I only buy my shoes secondhand, and I only buy my shoes made of leather, which has the double bonus of A, meaning that they're going to last for a really long time, and B, meaning that they're really affordable, and C, meaning that I don't have to get deep into thoughts about leather production. I love knowing that I'm giving things a second life, and honestly, if you're the sort of person who likes to make a challenge out of things, which I certainly am, hello ADHD, it can be really fun to make it a goal or a challenge for yourself as well. I've set myself a secret challenge at the moment, which I haven't shared on social media really, um, and now I'm sharing here but only to you. And that is that I'm not buying any new clothes between now and the end of the year. Doesn't matter if I've got a costume party. Doesn't matter if I'm going on holiday. Doesn't matter if I've got a party coming up. I've told myself that I can find what I need at an op shop or a thrift shop or depop or a secondhand store. It's really fun looking for treasures and finding something that matches what I'm after perfectly. And i I have saved so much money because every time I walk into a shopping mall now, I don't even notice all of the clothing stores that are around me. They cannot tempt me. They cannot seduce me. And the money that I would usually spend on a pair of jeans or a top or a dress that makes me feel good for two seconds and then I never wear again is stuck in my wallet. I mean, I don't carry cash, but you get it. Another really good idea that I haven't had much experience with but I love the thought of is swapping clothes with friends. Maybe organising a fun clothes swap night or asking to borrow things that you love and it's like everyone gets a little bit more out of all of the clothes that we buy. I still use the 30 wears rule with secondhand clothes because they are still taking up room in my wardrobe and if you haven't heard of that rule, it is just asking yourself if you're going to wear something 30 times before you buy it. If the answer's yes, it's yours. If the answer's no, it's not, you can probably hire it or maybe buy it and then sell it straight away if that's your vibe. But if shopping secondhand isn't for you, then I do have a hack that you can apply to buying things new as well, especially clothing. That is the photo hack. I started this when I was in one of my many periods of spending lots of money on things that I don't need, and that was every time I thought about buying something, I would take a photo of it. Even better with clothes because I would try them on and take a photo of me in it in the dressing room. I would never buy it on the day, whether it was homewares or a cooking appliance or just something shiny that caught my eye. I would take a photo, leave it, even for a day, preferably for a week, but we're not all that patient. And then I would go through my photos and see if that pull was still there. Did that jumper really compliment my skin tone or did I want a little pick me up? We'll talk about dopamine boosting in just a tick. There are so many photos of things I never bought on my phone and I can honestly say I do not look at a single one of them and feel longing in my heart for that rice cooker that I never had. Also, the photo hack's a really good idea if you've got a birthday or Christmas coming up because it will help you remember the things that you kind of want but not enough to spend money on them and you can ask your parents or your partner or your friends or, I don't know, anyone to put money towards them or buy them for you instead of the, I don't know, I don't want anything that we tend to wheel out around that time of year. All right, another hack which I made up one sunny Sunday afternoon and which went viral, this is what I was talking about earlier, is the $20 or a phone case hack. I want to give you some context because I think the context is kind of funny. Um, I was creating a series of educational videos at the time. They didn't have to be about anything in particular. They just had to make people think and understand things and learn things. I'd been doing this for three weeks at this point, creating four videos a week, every week, and... By the time I made this video, I was thinking to myself, I do not know one single thing. I have nothing to teach anyone. I have nothing to share. My brain is a dried up little walnut. Think SpongeBob and Patrick in the SpongeBob SquarePants movie when they're all dry and crispy and there's just nothing in there. So I was staring blankly at my phone and I thought, hey, I've got some financial advice. Again, not a qualified advisor, So I switched my camera on and I said in the video, if you're ever thinking about whether you need something or not, I want you to imagine the thing that you want to buy. Say it's this beautiful pink phone case. and Then I want you to imagine the amount of money it costs to buy that thing in cash. Say it's $20. I held up the phone case. I held up the $20. I said, imagine those two things are being offered to you at the same time. If you want to take the phone case, then there's a good chance you need the phone case or you love the phone case or the phone case would add more to your life than the $20 would. If you want to take the $20, that's your answer because by not buying the phone case, you're getting to keep that $20 and that's like a gift in itself. Again, I thought this was a pretty obvious statement that you trade money for goods and then you have the goods, but I guess we're so far removed from that sort of bartering process now that it's something people hadn't thought about for a while and the video went viral and next thing I know, I'm Googling my name two years down the road and there are articles on The Sun and The Guardian and lots in Italian and Dutch and German that I don't understand, but all of them have similar headings. I'm a financial whiz. I'm a money genius. I've got a trick that will save your life. None of those things are true. But I do agree and understand that the hack's pretty handy and you can use it if you want. And we're on to point six out of six. Can you believe how much we have covered today, my love? This one is the pinnacle of fun, actually. I thought what it might be cool for you and me to do next time we hang out or I guess next time you're hanging out with anyone or spending some time with yourself is to do something that costs you nothing. There are so many reasons that we pay to get through life outside of things like our bills and our rent and our food and all of that. If we have an afternoon to ourselves, we might go to the movies or go bowling or go to a very bougie, boozy breakfast or long lunch or dinner. We might pay to buy a book again, they're like $2 if you get them secondhand, rather than $25 brand new. It just feels like a lot of the time we're paying to do anything, and there are so many things it doesn't cost money to do. And I want to be self-aware here. It's easier said than done. I have about 600 hobbies that I've picked up for a day and never picked up again. If anyone wants to buy some secondhand tap-dancing shoes or a violin, please let me know. But there are things driving this beyond convenience and our want for something easy to do. One is comparison culture. Every time we go on social media, every time we watch a movie, every time we talk to a friend about what's happening in their lives, it can feel like everyone is doing things that are fun and exciting and that always seem to cost money. Of course you want to try that new restaurant. Of course you want that new car. Of course that dress would look amazing on you. How could you not be thinking about it all the time when it feels like if you're not thinking about it and you're not working towards it, you're going to be missing out on something. If you follow someone online who makes you feel a little bit worse about yourself every time you look at their lifestyle, it's okay to mute them or unfollow them. Probably don't block them if it's like your cousin or your auntie or something, because that's going to make Christmas lunch kind of awkward, but it's okay to control what you consume. A lot of it's also about dopamine boosting, which I referenced earlier when it comes to ADHD because it is particularly difficult for people who have dopamine deficiencies or trouble regulating their dopamine, though this can be tricky for everyone in general. Sometimes we need a little bit of something that feels good quickly to get us through the day. And I wanna acknowledge that, and I want you to take a second to think about what could be contributing to that because it might just be the news articles that we spoke about earlier in the week. You know, the ones that tell us that we're never going to be able to afford homes or go on nice holidays and the world is collapsing into a spiral and a pit of despair. Yeah, consuming that sort of stuff is going to make us feel like we need a bit of extra dopamine. And when that extra bit of dopamine is only twenty four ninety five, that's pretty tempting. But there are ways that you can access that and tap into it without spending a cent. A couple of my favourites are going for a walk in the sunshine or even just sitting in the sunshine if that's what you've got going on soaking it in and moving your body. That's a really great one to do with a friend, especially if you and your friend tend to do things like go out for breakfast or lunch. I also highly recommend doing errands with friends, maybe going to pay your tax bill or sorting out the clothes in your wardrobe. Everything is better when you are doing it with someone else. It's just easier and it feels good and it doesn't feel bad, like sometimes looking at your bank statement might. But there's things you can do on your own as well. I'm a big fan of going down to the beach and making rainbows out of pebbles, or spending time in the garden, or hanging out with my dogs or my cows, or even rearranging a room that started to feel a little bit tired and uninspiring and turning it into a place that I love to be. Sometimes spending money can feel so quick and easy, and it can feel really good. But again, You deserve to feel good all of the time, not only when money's coming out of your account. And again, you deserve to feel safe and happy and comfortable in your current financial state. If you do right now, I love that for you. Imagine me squeezing your hand tightly and giving you the biggest smile. And if you don't, you will. I trust that. Please access services that are out there for you please don't feel shame or guilt or embarrassment around that. And please know that you, my love, are worth your weight in gold. You're something that money can't buy. Thank you so much, Good Human, for spending this episode with me. I love talking to you. I love spending time with you. And if you wanna talk about any of your ideas for free activities or secondhand goods finding or ways that you save money or make money, then please come and join us on the Facebook group. It is the Sunshine Project Podcast Community and it's full of people who think like you and me. We would love to have you there. And if there's someone in your life who you think would enjoy this episode or who would find the information in it useful, then please share this with them because they deserve to feel a little spark of freedom when it comes to their finances and you never know what sort of goodness you might be adding to their life by doing so. Thank you so much. Have a beautiful week. I love you, good human, and I'll speak to you next Monday. Bye.